Hello, welcome to the Starship Atlas Morning News. I'm your morning news host, Ensign Ingrid Leffler. Let's get started. All right, folks, today is day two of our journey. We left the star station Dailies and we will arrive at our first port of call, the Magellan Station, in 55 days. Following back up on yesterday's report of thumping noises on deck 13, the security team and Jeb the space plumber were sent out to check it out. Commander Waz thought it might have been a stowaway or a large plumbing bubble, but by the time the team got to the North Lounge, it had stopped. And then when it started back up in the South Lounge, so they headed there. And then it stopped. And then it was heard in the elevator bank, so they went there, and then the noise stopped. And as you can imagine, this went on for about four hours until the sound stopped entirely. Security and Jeb are still not sure what happened. Residents of Deck 13 aren't sure what happened either. Security filed a report and are reviewing security tapes. Jeb's conducting a review of the pipe schematics to see if it was a large plumbing bubble going through the pipes. More on this story as it develops. Turning now to some exciting news. Chief Science Officer Ginger Spearwack would like to inform the crew that her botany team is looking for volunteers for the upcoming research mission. We will be briefly stopping by a Class M84 planet. This planet has quite a few different names given by different galactic explorers. A few names have included Heliana and Margrave 8. However, it's a little odd that these two names were issued by the same Europa Union cartographer, especially considering our Union's strength in cartography. Our head cartographer aboard the Atlas, Joanna Dice, believes that while there was likely an honest mistake, she can't count out the possibility that there were actually two planets, and the black hole swallowed one of them, or XM84 ate the other one. She notes in her report that this happened a while back in the system of Puna 7. While we're unclear what we should call it, for now we will be calling it XM84. Our science officers believe that XM84 contains some unique vegetation to this region of the Zeta Centauri system. We are looking for six volunteers who will join our botany team on the planet. We have a pilot, but we are now looking for a medic, a cook, and four volunteers who are willing to carry and lift heavy boxes. We are offering an exploratory bonus for each volunteer that will be paid out in the next paycheck. The bonus is graded VM5. For those of you not familiar with bonus gradings, that is Voluntary Mission Danger Level 5 which will amount in about 230 Coropas per day, and a life insurance policy will be issued to your next of kin in the event of your death. If you are interested, please register on your risk portal. Oh, okay, wow, good news. We have six volunteers and a wait list of 60. Gotta love that VM5 bonus. Over now to official ship news. Chief Engineer Taylor Greaves would like to inform the crew of the Atlas that they will be performing routine maintenance this Saturday. Please be advised that this will coincide with our routine emergency evacuation drills. While everyone is at the evacuation rally points, Chief Engineer and his team will systematically be turning off life support and gravity on different floors. Chief Greaves noted that, quote, this means that everyone is going to need to take these drills seriously and follow the instructions. Cause, if you find yourself in the cafeteria stealing seconds of that Elysian whipped cream pie while everyone else goes to the rally points, things are gonna get weird. Cause, all of a sudden, you'll be swimming in Elysian whipped cream and the whipped cream will be frozen and heat, cause the heat's gonna be off and then there won't be any lights and then there'll be no oxygen. So, you know, not a really great environment for eating dessert. 
or breathing. End quote. Thank you, Chief Graves. That was a vivid and realistic series of consequences for stealing seconds. The engineering team will be providing further instructions to your wrist portals as we get closer to the event. I've just received this notice from Chief Greaves that he wants to remind everyone that just because there isn't a losing whipped cream pie on today's menu does not mean that his metaphor about freezing and suffocating to death doesn't apply. Please, please make sure you report to the evacuation rally points for our drills when the captain issues the orders this afternoon. In honor of our successful mid-mission evacuation drills and life support checks, and just to torture a bad metaphor a tad bit longer. Chief Head Chef Elizabeth Brown has decided that we will be having losing whipped cream pie tonight for dessert. Make sure you get to the cafeteria in time where you just might miss out. Speaking of our head chef, we have an additional update from Chief Head Chef Elizabeth Brown. Our Chief Head Chef would like to announce that she's considering putting together a cook-off between the different chiefs of departments. The crew would vote and the captain would break any ties. In her press release, delivered to me this morning in my Eggs Benedict, she noted, quote, Brown nosing is for pan-seared pigsy snouts. Vote your taste buds, not on your ambitions. End quote. For those of you interested in participating or would like to see this take place, please vote using your wrist portal. And thank you, Chief Ed Chef Brown, for your ever-elusive updates. Turning back to ship news. The Botany mission at XM84 has left. They will be exploring the surface of the planet as we orbit above the atmosphere. We will be stopping here for exactly 29.43 hours as they explore the planet. Once they have finished exploring, uh, we will continue on to the Magellan Station. While we are orbiting, Chief of Communications Lieutenant Commander Owakami Gwodum has informed me that it looks like our telecom receivers have been fixed after a mysterious outage. We have received some news from the larger Europa Union. As reported uh, yesterday, the Luternians of the Adraxi Union have officially left the Adraxi Union to join the Inari Union. As retaliation, the Adraxi Union has issued tariffs on all Luternian wine and cloth exports into their union. The Inari Union retaliated with tariffs against the Adraxi beer and wood exports. Political analysts warn that the tariff wars will continue for the next few months. At the upcoming Europe Union Annual Convocation of Planets, Member planets will have to vote on how the European Union will respond to this change. Political analysts believe that the Convocation will vote to maintain current treaties and relationships unless the Adraxi or Inari unions do something to change the status quo. Political analysts believe that certain member states are nervous to take either side because of the importance of Inari exports of certain technologies and Adraxi exports of rare minerals. Many member planets of the European Union rely on both of these exports. Not heavily enough that they'd be crippled without, but they are still reliant and it would hurt to be forced to do without. More on this as the story develops. Turning now to our segment On Deck with Katie Lamora, the only place that lets you know the real stories behind the rumors and crew of the gossip. Oops. Uh, the only place that lets you know the real stories behind the rumors and gossip of the crew. My mistake. Uh, I really don't like this one. Um, not to editorialize, I'm just not very good at this part. Problem is, is that Katie is currently in the medical bay recuperating from an accidental almost amputation of her dorsal fin. She'd like to let everyone know that she's doing fine. And her report is as follows. 
Quote, I am not dating Lieutenant Misaki. Lieutenant Misaki is currently dating Lieutenant Sanders. Rumor has it that the junior crew ball will be taking place before we reach the Magellan Station. Personally, I've started a petition to have it take place after the departure of the, from the Magellan Station because I don't have anything appropriate to wear for a ball, and I got in big trouble for overpacking and bringing non-regulation bags aboard the Atlas. This just means that if I don't have anything for the ball, you definitely don't either. So, sign my petition. Now, for our blind item of the day. Which junior engineer stormed out of the cafeteria yesterday after a plate of lizard livers landed on their head? Our sources say that Marla Tipton's puzzle throwing skills were insulted by said junior engineer and she retaliated with a well-placed aim in order to improve his impression of her puzzle throwing skills. End quote. Juicy stuff as ever. Thank you, Katie, for your report. And feel better. This is going to be less fun of news for everyone, so hang in there. Our first officer, Commander Brian Wallace, has announced that while the exploration team is on XM-84, he has ordered all crew to participate in the exercise classes in the Trade Center and or the readiness drills on Deck 4 and 27. Our captain and commanding officer are both concerned about our reflex time being dulled by the long interrupted space flight to the Magellan Station. Apparently, if a ship's been traveling for about 15 days straight, the response time of their crew starts to go down about 6% a day. Um, unclear if that's true, judging by how exciting space can be, but, you know, more on that as research studies are done. In the meantime, please expect further instructions from First Officer Waz and his team later today. In some concerning news... We have received reports that the Magellan Station has just endured a rather uncomfortable gamma ray storm. Injuries have been reported as predominantly minor, with only two physical transformations taking place. We have received reports that the airspace around the Magellan Station has endured unexplained explosions. While those have been attributed to the gamma ray storm, the commander of the Magellan Station has advised all incoming ships to proceed with caution. We likely won't have to worry about the gamma ray storm for quite a while, but those storms do move in fast, so I guess it's a good thing we're doing these readiness drills. You know, just in case. In some political hospitality news. The ambassador and delegates from Carinus have asked our chief of hospitality, Lieutenant Commander Annabella Sykes, if they could put on a folk dance for us next week. As a gentle reminder, the citizens of Carinus struggle with eye contact as the telepathy that follows can be quite draining for them. But they find folk dancing to be quite invigorating because of the brisk movements and almost complete lack of eye contact because of the fear of falling over, crashing, or accidentally beheading your dance partner with your flaming machete. That seems fair. The show will be closed out with a special performance by Serafina Sparks as a th sign of thanks for our hospitality. Calbarian popcorn will be served. Go back. Wait. Calbarian popcorn? Seriously, Julie? Really? Oh my. Everyone, everyone, please, please pay attention because there is a folk dance festival next week and there will be Calbarian popcorn served to us. I don't know where they got it from. I don't know why I haven't had any yet, but I, I just don't ask questions. Just go and enjoy. And now some news. You know, more of it. 
Chief Science Officer Ginger Spearwack has notified us that the initial results of the exploration mission of XM84 are in. She also confirms that Ensign Langley Fletcher will fully recover from her temporary paralysis by the newly named and discovered Horned Spitting Flower Atticus Gaitorius. The initial report about XM84 has been logged with the European Union and has been auto-added to the list of planets now under consideration for colonization. XM84 has six large fresh water bodies and uh, five hours of direct sunlight per day. The life on the planet is all vegetation, and while there are a handful of semi-poisonous plants, it seems relatively habitable by sentient life. The delegates from Carinus were particularly enamored with the green orchard that was brought back on board. Captain Atwood has added Carinus to the request of their ambassador as one of the planets officially interested in developing XM84. As the ambassador noted to the captain, quote, sometimes it pays to take the long way to get home, end quote. Well, that about wraps it up for today. Until we figure out our new closing argue statement or argument, whatever that will be, our own very own Lieutenant Jeffrey Fisher from the translation department has taken on the responsibility of collecting and proposing different sign-offs. Each day we'll try a new sign-off and there will be a poll available immediately after our broadcast on your risk portals. Don't forget to vote. For today's sign-off, don't eat the fish, be the fish. Really? Really, Jeffrey? Don't eat the fish, be the fish? Where did you, where did you find this one? Okay, folks, anyway, have a great day and don't forget to vote. Hey, it's Sarah, the creator of Starship Atlas. Thank you for listening to episode two. I really appreciate it. In good news of the day, we are officially on Spotify and Amazon Music. Uh, Apple Podcast is forthcoming. To stay up to date with the latest announcements, please head over to our website at www.thestarshipatlas.com. If you want to reach out, you're welcome to tweet us at Starship Atlas or find us on Instagram at Starship Atlas as well. Want to collaborate? Have an idea? feel free to email us at starshipatlas at gmail.com. Thanks so much. Stay tuned for episode three.